0: to week 15 of Songs of Ascent, where we are talking about hope. Today, just Aaron and I, as we kind of end this series uh, and move from there. Oh, mm-hmm. Barry Mandelow, huh? hmm Well, that'd be fun. Well, here's the thing, it's, I, you know, I love Barry Mandelow since I was a little,
1: ki- well, a little kid. I, I always wanted to um, spend more time with my dad growing up, and he came out with this song when I was like 10 years old. It was called Ships. And it was like, it starts off, we walk to the sea, just my father and me, as the dogs played around in the sand, and that's kind of what we would do when we visit. He used to live in Shell Beach. And I was like, and it made me think of my dad, and always made me sad to think of the song, but it kind of like just connected to me, and I was like, oh, ever since then, i have just like, I like Barry Manilow. So you get to see him for the first time. The first time, hopefully, before he dies. I you know? <laughs> he doesn't
0: die I before then. that? Got, be nice. got a few hours bef- between now and then <laughs> could happen.
1: It could, it could. I, I, really hope I'm not around at that age. That's that's really my my goal and my plan. But Barry Manilow, you know, some friends bought us some tickets to go, uh, for our birthdays to go and see him. And I bought, I bought this. Uh oh. This jacket, it's like white and paisley and just like totally flashy. Nice. And Marianne got these really flashy pants and so we're all we are all gonna go. I'm Come very on. curious to hear what like the median age
0: of this audience is gonna <laughs> Me be. Me too,
1: like yeah. I am curious. Are, are people gonna be like dressed to the nines? Are right. they gonna be dressed funny like we are? Or are they gonna just be dressed in jeans and t-shirts? If it's jeans and t-shirts, I'm gonna, I'll be okay. If yeah. they're like dressed to the nines, I'm gonna be like, meh, nah,
0: oh well. Oh, it's... I, it's I dress all, like it's, it's a all, cocktail party. It's all good fun. I, no, that's... I, I, the spirit of that is fun, so mm-hmm. that's that'll be enjoyable. And maybe he'll take a picture with me. So we are talking about Week 15, Hope, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the last of the Songs of Ascent. Which is different than Eugene Peterson had,
1: because Eugene Peterson's last week was on Blessing, and I switched Blessing to another week because I thought Blessing went better there. And it's like, I talk about, based off the long obedience in the same direction, but a lot of it, I just kind of, doesn't really follow the book, which is great. So if you read the book, you get a lot different than what I talk about in the messages. And I still take his little quotes out and go,
0: that'll work in my message, no, I'll use that'll that. Be that'll be great. <laughs> Going up the mountain, right, to uh, the temple, they recited these. Mm-hmm. Then what would happen once they were at the temple? And is there anything on the way back? What would uh, it, culture it, It's be? kind of funny because
1: The Psalms of Ascent sit in their own little area, and I don't really know what made them put that Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. Why there in in the whole Psalmster? Why there? But Psalm 135, coming right after all that, which we're actually going to do on January 2nd. Well, not me. Somebody else is going to do on January 2nd. But it the whole thing is like praise the Lord, da da da, praise the Lord, da da da, da, praise the Lord. And it's almost like when we think of the gospel, our lives are the result of what the gospel does, Mm -hmm. the restoration. And it's almost like Psalm 135, which really is not connected to the Psalms of Ascent, comes right after all that and it's like so praise the Lord and praise the Lord and pra- it's like the result of all that stuff so when they when they got to the temple after they made the ascent it would be you know for one of those three feasts and imagine it's for Passover you get there you sacrifice an animal you remember that God had passed over you the that death had passed over you and he brought you to life from slavery into freedom and it's it's that idea of, this is freedom, this is why we worship, this is, this is why we're here. And so after all that trek of getting there and all the effort, not saying, oh, look at all the effort I did, God, but really you get there and it's like the, the place where you rest in the sufficiency of what's
0: been done. So it ends on hope. For you, where does your hope come from?
1: I, I went with the direction of hope because Peterson will say that the Psalms of Ascent begin in repentance and end with blessing. And I think blessing comes in the middle, comes through, really through all, all of it. And I think they, they start in repentance and end in hope because at the backside of it, there's no other place our hope could be but there. And that's, again, that, that's the understanding for me of the gospel. I go through Romans 5 and the message where it, it talks about you know Christ died for us while we were still sinners. That is the exact opposite of, of Greek tragedy plays, it's the exact opposite of you know, the Roman plays and the things that they would be all, because their idea of life and giving yourself to somebody else had didn't have anything to deal with hope. It all had to deal with, you are worthy of my affection. You are worthy of me doing this for you. Uh, it's, it's like in movies nowadays when you, you watch like a lot of Marvel movies and people will give themselves up. Greg Colson in the first Avengers movie, Tony Stark at the end of Endgame. And they give themselves because they deem humanity as worthy. They deem their team as being worthy. But the scriptures in Romans 5 go through and it says that even while we were still sinners, even while we were unworthy, Christ died for us. And Greeks and Romans never would have thought that would be a possibility because you don't give yourself for someone who's unworthy. You only give yourself for the worthy. Mm -hmm. And it helps me because I know that I'm the unworthy
0: (laughs) and I need that rescue of Jesus himself. Message the message was a translation. Yeah, and and there's some good things and sometimes you switch back to the ESV uh, in the notes and stuff There's translations of his that you like and some that you don't There's a couple in here, right? Yeah So yeah, and and if you you look at this week's notes on the back It's actually
1: the ESV and not the message and we as I said before we typically don't use the message translation at element because it's 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 a lot like a paraphrase it it's adding extra words to help it flow better in the mindset of when Peterson translated it. And sometimes when that happens, you, you lose the, the deeper nuances. Like last week, you know, it's when brothers and sisters get along. Well, get along isn't the idea mostly behind that. That might have been in his day a word and a phrasing you would use it for, but the word really is unity because we don't always get along. Mm -hmm. It's when we don't get along, there is unity. And this week it goes to being in God's shrine at night versus being at night in the temple of the Lord. And I don't like the word shrine just because of what it kind of connotates in our culture. It may not have been that 40 years ago when he translated it, but I like the ESV because I think it goes more in tune with what the Psalm is talking about. It it talks about those who are in the temple of God by night or watching out by night in the temple of the Lord. And it's the idea that we don't know what's going on in the night. We are to live in the light. And being there at night means there's probably things, metaphorically, that are going on around that are scary and worrisome and we don't know, but where are you while well, I'm in the temple of the Lord even by night? Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes towards the ideas of hope. It's that we don't know what's all taking place, but this is where we're gonna rest in the temple of the Lord, even when it's night everywhere else, this is where we'll be.
0: And then is there is there something today, trying to use today's language, not maybe, not necessarily a whole translation, but are there tools out there if people are trying to find more modern day Well, I mean, language? the NIV
1: is still a pretty decent translation for stuff like that. If people even have a problem with the NIV, you could do what's called, uh, the CEV, it's, it's CEV is, or the New Century Version. New Century Version kinda does a decent job at it at times. New Century Version is actually the International Children's Bible from years ago. They just rebranded it so that people, adults who were having a hard time wouldn't feel bad reading the Children's Bible. And it's, it's not bad either. There, there's I think there's lots of good things out there. It's why we want to read multiple translations. Not that translations are translations of translations, they all go back to the original manuscripts, but they translate them as kind of what the committees that get behind them, there's a team behind that, and what they think is best to do in it. That's why the ESV, you know, D.A. Carson's involved in that, and I just, I, I really like how they want to go to the words of what is actually there. And sometimes it doesn't flow as well, but I think you get a better idea of the words that are actually used in the text. And if you use that and use like an NIV and New Revised Standard Version, which is much better than the Revised Standard Version, uh, you'll get a much bigger flavor for all these things. Usually when I talk about the ESV, I'm like, and this is what this means. And then I, then I explain, I take the words that's there, but then I explain it. But I think it's good to have the words that were intended. As close as possible. I mean, we obviously, right. and there's lots of things in the Hebrew script. I mean, they, they don't they didn't have as many words as actually we do, and so a lot of words will have a bunch of different meanings, and so we uh, there's a lot of interpretation that goes along with that.
0: So we're at the end of the year now. Christmas is upon us. We're entering a new year. What where are we headed in 2022?
1: In 2022, we are gonna well, the second week of January, we're gonna start and do the Book of James. Uh, that'll be 19 weeks. It'll take us through. Easter, we'll do a different message on Easter in the summer. We're gonna be doing a thing called Never Read a Bible Verse, about taking verses out of context. And then in at the end of the year, next year, we're going to do a series through prayer. And we might even hopefully do a booklet again that all of can walk through together with the booklet. And hopefully next year takes us to a place where we realize that faith lived out in our lives can can and should result in how we live. And so that's James, faith and works. And then in the summer, understanding that there is a reason behind what God says in the scriptures and for too often, we want to take and skew that and put it so that we can maybe push forward our own agenda rather than what God's actually saying. And so again, that whole idea of faith, works, trusting what God has actually said, and then moving us into a place of prayer and what prayer actually is at the end of the hmm. year and then at the end of that series we're going to take like six weeks of it and then look at different prayers that people prayed in the bible and why they prayed them and how they worked and my favorite one is going to be from a guy named he-man it's actually he-man but i like calling it he-man i called it he-man's prayer
0: <laughs> by the power of Grayskull. school <laughs> and with that so some news, uh, we were actually taking a hiatus from Talking Element. Uh, we appreciate you watching and being a part of it. Uh, all those that have come and been sat and, and, t- and discussed with us. Um, but we have some other projects that we're gonna be working on uh, in the new year or so. And we might, we might bring this back next summer for Never Read a Bible Verse
1: because there might be extra questions that come, but we might do these post messages because yeah, right now we try and do a lot of them before so it comes out the same day as the message. So we might do a post message depending on the questions that come up. Yeah. And so there'll be kind of, and we can link them to the messages, but there might be post yeah. to come back around to it.
0: And I'm sure there'll be other videos throughout the year that mm-hmm. we want to do and, and we put out. But the, the weekly Rhythm of Talking Element Uh, This will be the last for a while. You know what needs to happen? Hmm. We need to pass out or someone needs to have a heart attack. So
1: it's like the end, a cliffhanger at the end of a series. (gasps) What's the next episode gonna be? How are they gonna come back from that? Well, Aaron too, what do you think about that? I think it's a great idea that you would have a cliffhanger at the end of this. Why? Why? I know I made a joke about a cliffhanger, but you don't need a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger is a great idea because you're brilliant. Well, I know,
0: but What's the cliffhanger? You'll have to to tune tune back back in to find find out. out. Thanks for watching.